Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references?
Hello, Horror Movie Night. Uh, I don't think you expected to hear my voice on this bonus episode, but I have a really special treat and some two fabulous folks uh, in the studio. Uh, that's not how this works, but uh, I have them in the studio here to talk about uh, their upcoming film, Stranger in the Woods, which is dropping on VOD on Valentine's Day. It is uh, the perfect treat. Uh, perfect date night movie. Uh, I, I got a chance to, to watch it. Uh, I would say maybe it's not a perfect date night movie. I think if you're listening to this and you know me by now, uh, Valentine's Day, maybe the day after. Let's 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 check it out. Uh, not with somebody who is a first date, a second date. Let's uh, let's 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 make sure that we're in a safe space to watch it because this is an intense indie horror flick uh and i have writer and star holly kenny here i have star brendan brown here i'm really excited to talk to y'all so thank you so much for coming on yay we're so excited to be here thank you for having us yeah thanks yeah. for having us yeah yeah so um you know just our our listeners love to hear about our connection with horror uh, your connection with horror so i think i just want to kind of start out there and then we'll get to talk about the flick you know holly as um as a writer and star it's kind of uh that's a double whammy that we don't see often but horror always seems to be really fertile ground for that so i'd love to hear about um your background with the genre and then sort of where that where this idea and story came from yeah so i have been a fan of scary movies, thrillers, horror, paranormal, ever since I was a kid, honestly. I would watch like The Sixth Sense. I would watch a lot of Hitchcock, specifically The Birds. Um, <laughs> it was like my first Hitchcock movie and I mm. loved it. And I was like, this is great. And um, anything that was cutesy from like Casper all the way up to the Blair Witch Project, I was just like watching in my room all the time as a kid. And it always just looked like so much fun to make. And I also have like real life, like paranormal stories and stuff too. So I think that that's kind of where that draw also further uh, developed and came from was just like, I just always had a curiosity about it. And I thought it was so exciting and so fun and um, grew up watching it all and just, had a dream of doing that one day, just a dream of being covered in fake blood, which is every little girl's dream, Absolutely. I think, really, Absolutely. deep down. <laughs> you are living the dream. How fabulous. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an absolute trip. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Brendan, what about for you? What was what connection do you have to the genre? Or were, did you just have to ride this roller coaster? Uh, as <laughs> yeah, said, no, but... you're spot on with that one. I kind of got to, I got the pleasure of riding the roller coaster. Um, this is not my favorite genre of film. Mm. I do enjoy it. I do have some that I've seen and love. Uh, Holly mentioned a few um, more classics. I really haven't dove super deep into the genre at all. I have a couple friends that are obsessed with horror, horror Holly being one of them. Um, and they've <laughs> helped me expand my horizons a little bit. And I certainly watched a lot um, in prep for this one. Uh, just to kind of get the idea and the, you know how characters are supposed to act and and how you want to present it to the audience, which certainly helped because it's not something I was super familiar with. Um, but I got to say, after making one, yeah, it is. It's definitely opened my eyes a little bit. I do watch a little bit more now. I'm a little more interested to see <laughs> yeah. not, not only because it's in comparison to our own film now, but I, I, you know, as a full-on movie fan and everything and an actor i love watching movies and being like oh how did they do that bit you know as from, yeah. you know being behind the scenes side and now 
having that interest um, in the horror and thriller genre where you have these suspenseful and, you know, you realize how much music adds and all this other stuff. It's really fun to watch those and be like, oh, I wonder how they did this bit or what kind of, you know, was this actually at night? Was this in the daytime? Did they do this in slow motion with intent? Was it an accident? Like, yeah. it, it's way more fun now to look back having been a part of this uh, genre and, you know, see other ones that have paved the way yeah yeah and i feel like you know uh just as a as a viewer and a fan this this film does feel like it wears a lot of those on its sleeve while also being uh a unique voice and a unique story it's like um i felt that you know you have this sort of true crime story well for those the uninitiated or for those who don't know uh or have not heard or watched the trailer the trailer is out obviously the film's out now but uh, a group of friends take a much needed retreat to uh the woods to a cabin in the woods particularly to help their friend olivia uh cope with some uh some really traumatic instances that she's just been through building. it she's been through she's it, been through um, it. And which I, which i also you know as um as a female screenwriter uh mm. i find that's got to be I'm just, I'm interested. I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah. put any words to it. I'm interested. I think uh, in the horror genre, we see a lot of men who have wrote, written about these women and their experiences, mm-hmm. uh, experiences that they could never really know fully. And even if uh, a writer hasn't gone through them, it's like, it, there's a whole genre of psychotic women films or crazy women <laughs> films that are written by men that, uh, you know, are, are, sometimes difficult to grasp particularly of an older era so um mm-hmm. i would i would love if you would just kind of chat about your um your experience in writing that is it cathartic is it totally removed is it like what is that for you especially since this is this is your first feature is that correct this is this is my first screenplay and my like theatrical acting debut so hey, it, is, amazing. it is absolutely everything about it is so surreal and incredibly bonkers um yeah, I mean, writing this really came out of a place of necessity for multiple things, um, mainly because acting, commercial acting wasn't like getting me anywhere, I wasn't having any luck. And I was living in LA for a few years at this point in time, and just nothing was really happening or moving. And all I kept hearing from people who were successful was make your own stuff, write your own work make something that you would want to do. And I just one day kind of had the idea loosely pop into my head and it eventually became a a cathartic right for me. Olivia, although I can't completely relate to her story, I can also definitely relate to a lot of the themes that she goes through. Um, Fear of not being believed and feeling like, you know, the, the gaslighting a little bit of, of people who are supposed to be close to her and people who she's supposed to love and trust and um, just the the fear of it's not necessarily strangers who are always the people you need to be afraid of. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. the people who are the closest to you and that you know the best. And to me, that is horror. To me, yeah. that is terrifying. You know, it's not a monster. It's not a masked man who just wildly running through the woods for no reason slaughtering people it is intentional and it's and it's broken trust and Mm. so that that um it did come from a place of catharsis and so writing it was really therapeutic in that sense but 
also just so cool to challenge myself. I never mm. thought that I would be writing anything. I was like, no, I'm just an actress. I, I'm just here to act. And then I think the way that the industry has gone, you have to wear multiple hats, I think now in order to be successful. And so I just had this little idea. And at the time, Brendan was also Kyle's um, assistant, Kyle Nuacek, our producer. Mm. And he, uh, Adam and Kyle um, are brothers and they have wanted to make a movie together since you know, probably at the beginning of, of time. Right. Um, but they right. just never found a script that either resonated with them or was like feasible to make in terms of budget or whatever. But Brendan came up to me at the same time, this idea first kind of came into my head and he was like, Hey, word on the street. It's the Nulachuk brothers finally mm -hmm. want to make a movie together. If you happen to have anything, start writing and I was like yeah. it's so funny you mentioned that yeah <laughs> and so that was all the way back in 2017 wow wow so these troops, these troops have been in the wings and ready for a long time Brendan you gathered these folks and Holly you <laughs> knew and like it sounds like this and it, you know it kind of reads that way I mean it, it, you know when you watch an independent film uh you kind of feel that there is this sort of like coming together of people that have been really, really working on this or have been stewing on it or uh, molding it into something that they can do DIY. Uh, and also, I mean, from 2017, it's like you guys have all had these experiences that now make you better professionals and creatives and like ready to take it on. And it, it really shows. I mean, the, the, the flick is fun. It's tight. Uh, our listeners will love that it is like 90 minutes uh just under 90 <laughs> minutes uh which is fantastic that was um, yeah that was always a that was always a goal we you know yeah. uh, before we even got you know the film and or the filming done and the edit the amount of versions of the script that i because i was involved <laughs> so early with holly and then mm -hmm. you know as soon as i was pitching this idea to the new chick brothers and kind of bringing their the script to their attention they you know holly and i and um fellow actor Radic, he uh um we all spent a lot of time on this script refining and and versions and changing scenes and editing and we went through so many versions before we even brought it to them for to read yeah. and then went through more and it's funny now to look back and you you know a, as an actor like holly said you know you didn't think you were gonna have to write you didn't think you're gonna have to do these other steps and i grew attached to scenes that not only you know, didn't make the movie, but we didn't even film. They were in versions before or wow. stuff like that. Or the way, it, you know, the way it does pan out in the end, you have this new creation, which while it follows the script, you have these moments that you're like, oh man, I never even thought we'd get to do this. This is so much more or so much more interesting because of who's in the role or the way we got to do it or who was filming it. And like you or said- because we know the budget now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you have these restraints or you have yeah. the freedom in some cases to do some stuff that we didn't think we were going to have. So then that changes stuff where, you know, we had wrote to a constraint and then it got opened up and we got to do the exact opposite where you're, instead of minimizing or cutting something, you're like, oh, well, we can expand on this because we have this mm -hmm. amazing opportunity. We have this whole village of cabins to use now as opposed to just one like we thought we were going to have. Um, and... It, for you know, for those that don't know, Holly, myself, um, Radic, uh, both the Newichek brothers, and several people uh, in our crew have known each other for like pre high school. We've known each other for a long wow. time. We've been wow. on each other's radar. We don't always work together, mm -hmm. but this was kind of this, like Holly said, this perfect moment for us to come together and get to do this thing where 
me and her both want to act and they wanted to produce and direct a movie together. And then the rest of the crew and the rest of the cast kind of got rounded out by friends of friends or other friends that are slightly outside of that group. Um, Adam brought in a lot of the crew. Uh, you know, our DP was someone he went to college with and has shot with before and kind of let him build his crew out for the camera guys. We used a lot of, you know, recommendations and stuff. So it really was a family affair when we got out there, yeah. which you know, for building something, that's, it's the best way for it to happen. We had had all of us from, you know, the small script parts in the beginning to then getting out there and still feeling like a family. And it was a lot of people, you know, because it's the indie genre and these are the films we're making. It's a lot of people that work in these departments that not necessarily have gotten to be the head of their department. And yeah, right. Everybody then, because they're the head, you know, are people that work in props or set are now, you know, production designer and set designer and all this stuff. So everybody is elevated to want to do their best because everybody's kind of getting an opportunity that they not necessarily have had before, Yeah. which yeah. that type of environment, not only as like yourself, like I'm get, experiencing that as an actor and getting this opportunity, how incredible everybody around me is excited because everybody else is also getting kind of their moment to shine, That's which great. made set so incredibly fun. And like, you know, you know, having worked on movie sets before, you don't see it where, crew or cast are hanging out on their off time like everybody's just on set because no one wanted to leave like everybody was yeah. so excited to be there and do it so that's I mean, what's up and that, like i love to hear stories like that you know i think being in this industry you hear a lot of horror stories or just things that don't gel and it just it just seems so easy to be doing things this way and be yeah. on a set and with a product that you end up being like really proud of and happy with. And people, like you said, are elevating. I, I, I love to hear that that is, that, that was actually the case, right? You know, like yeah. it, it's, you never know with a product. So I'm glad you get to share that um, with us. Cause that was my other thing is like, did it feel daunting to wear those multiple hats? Was it exciting? Was it both? Like what was, and that's for both of you guys. Cause you both had worn many hats and have been with it since the beginning. Was it, uh, what were the easy, what were the most um, gratifying and what were the hardest moments of just wearing multiple hats? Um, honestly, I feel like the most gratifying thing is kind of, I, I've experienced it multiple times. I feel like I'm experiencing it again in a new wave right now because we shot this movie back in the summer of 2021. So... <laughs> Yeah. A lot of time has passed. Indie filmmaking is hard, but wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but so I kind of feel like it's it's this new wave, right? And so now it's back when we were filming, there was this sense of so much pride and gratitude because for years before we were filming, I was writing it and this was just a daydream. And this was something that I was hoping was going to happen, but didn't have any clue that it actually would happen um just just a hope a hope and a dream keeping me alive for those few years and then we were actually filming it and being on set and seeing people holding the script in their hands and um that was weird and seeing crew members who i hadn't known for years being on set and being so passionate and so excited and giving it their all like i don't think you understand we had such a skeleton crew i believe there were like 
with cast and crew, I believe there were 19 or 20 of us total. If the IMDb credits are uh, reflective, uh, it's crazy. It really is yeah. wild, the, the the size of the crew. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, we knew your cast was small, but like the crew size is, yeah, it's tiny. So it's, that's, that's it's wild. Tiny. And so to be there on set and just like thinking like this was just an idea I had in my head one day. And now here I am on set and I'm looking at all of these people who are so talented and who care about this as much as I do, that was such a pinch me moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really reflective in, in the final product that everyone gave it their all. Yeah. Um, but it's also another wave now of seeing posters and seeing all of our names on it and seeing stills and knowing that finally all of this work, all of these years is about to kind of pay off and everyone's going to see it is just... It, that's that's the dream not only do you get to make it but then the people get to see it that yeah. is the dream and i'm forever grateful it's it's unreal awesome awesome yeah brennan what about you man it, it's funny i was listening to holly a little uh, well not just listening to her later, but then listening <laughs> he to the never thing. listened but to <laughs> he, caught so bit, he caught bits and pieces, <laughs> bits and pieces. No, no but like you know it's crazy when, when you hear someone say something out loud, it's obviously the same feelings you kind of have. And then you hear somebody else say it and you're like, Oh wow. Okay, good. We all agree. We all felt the same way. Honestly, when we, when we were doing the project, when we were actually out there on production, those shoot days, like that was when I was supposed to be doing the job that I was most excited to do, which was the acting. And while I felt prepared and excited and felt comfortable it's also probably where I felt the most nervous because it's the thing that I'm supposed to be doing and the thing I'm supposed to, you know, bring my element to the table. That's where I'm contributing. So when you have this awesome crew and other actors that are all delivering every day, you just feel like, you know, you're, you're trying to elevate yourself and you're trying to make sure you deliver every day. And while that's mm -hmm. always the goal, it, it's nervous. This is I, I have I've, I have a few other credits, but nothing the size of this one. And I finally now have this opportunity. And this is my chance that Holly has created and written this role that I'm in. And you just you're you're hoping you're going to do it justice. You're hoping you're doing the rest of the crew and the team justice. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to be the weak link. And sure. I think I, I really don't think our film has one the, the way it's come out and all things said and done from, you know, pre-production, the writing to the production itself and all the post, like Holly mentioned, it's years, uh, you know, yeah. five plus five, six, seven years. It's a long time. And two, de two decades of work is kind of <laughs> sure. crazy, guys. I just like. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's an insane amount of time. And there was plenty of time where something really could have gone awry. And sure. for whatever reason, and, you know, our team was able to lock in and keep it together and we get to deliver it to an audience, you know next week yeah. you know or it's exciting yeah it's and, and I, honestly you, you were completely right every everybody uh delivers i mean just talking about your performances uh you know the, the thing that i really love conceptually is that you know this these are these are adults young adults playing young adults and you're not you're not young adults playing children you're adults with adult things that have happened in their lives in a setting that maybe we've seen before in the woods that i can't you know and it's like there's no there's no kid logic here um you yeah. know this is this is adults and you know maybe they're trying to um be the best friends that they can and they're falling short in that and you know there's there's a lot of uh, adult themes that are both severe and then also just like normal trying to relate to your friends shit that happens it kind of walks mm -hmm. that whole array which felt like it was very relatable uh so then when 
when shit does hit the fan and it hits, um, we really, <laughs> we, we really get to feel and feel tense. And, um, I, I just thought everybody really brought that, um, both of you included, obviously. Uh, so really, really oh, impressed you. with your performances uh, all around. Uh, that was so a, nice was to a, hear that. Yeah, it was a thank note you. we actually picked up. Um, we had intended it always to play our own ages, which are, you know, in our 30s um, for the most part of the crew or most part of the cast. And um, we had picked up a note from someone who read the script at some point saying, yeah, keep it this way. Don't try to down age, you know, don't, you know, so many people yeah, are intent. Don't on, make it high schoolers. Don't do it high school. Don't don't even do college. We've seen that movie, and you just there's less life to build off of. No, you know, it's far less frequent where you see it. You know, a horror thriller, and it's about just thirty somethings. Like it, right. it's really the younger crowd you see, or you see family situations. So yeah. it was kind of we had a little untapped area just in that, and we really held on to that. Which you know, we were able to add some stuff to certain people's characters that I feel like otherwise would have not been an option had we you know gone with younger characters and it, and it makes it easier i think on you know there's there's so many elements everybody's working on um acting wise that you're trying to hold on to for your character and moving your age significantly or you know even by you know five eight ten years is just something extra where you're like okay would i say that as a that aged person like you can at least keep your you know your standard way of talking or your your dialogue yeah. and vocabulary the same Mm -hmm. but you're just working on a character that's yeah. of the same age bracket, which is something at least to hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt, it just felt so relatable. Like the character, the characters felt very relatable okay. in that, you know, you could be, you could be any one of those friends in that friend group, right? Like you, you know, yeah. you could kind of place yourself anywhere there. Um, which, which I thought was, which I thought was fantastic. I, I, I dig movies like that. It actually, it helps uh, to me, it helped really amp that dread and that terror and that fear. Um, you mm -hmm. know, at the beginning of the film, one of the cars has a stay sexy, don't get murdered sticker on there. And, oh, yes, um, I Okay, uh, well, unless that's a spoiler. Unless I don't spoil it. No, 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 no. I was just like, so that that's my that's my actual car. So that, that little silver SUV is my actual car. I was like, it has um, to be somebody's. And, yeah, and, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everything you, and, uh, everything you see in the film, props, mm. set deco. I mean, so, I mean, it's all of ours. The clothes are ours, whether we bought yeah. them or owned them previously. Every you know everything in it like so much of the the set decorations and stuff are um you know they belong who had, to the, who had the taxidermy collection okay so who, this is this is multiple so one of our one of our crew members um uh oh my gosh uh cassandra cass cass uh she uh was like our set decoration props you know kind of jack of all trades her and um Margot, who was our production designer, pretty much ran everything in that department. They sourced everything. Um, she actually did a lot of the taxidermy. All the smaller ones that you see in the movie, she was like doing the days leading up to set. She like they, had a little yeah, station. Days leading up to it, we were watching her just casually skin a squirrel oh while the God, rest yeah. of us were just like talking about normal things. DIY, <laughs> baby. That's DIY. If you, if you did a better, yeah. a better like scene to get into the mood of this movie it was like all of us hanging around a campfire meeting each other getting like the juices flowing for the film and she's off like at kind of an estranged table with a work lamp like a pinning huge these things work lamp. oh my god like it was so yeah pitch black she's, outside it was she's the clayton of the crew that she is very much so is. yeah and, and then thank goodness for her because she was amazing and when i was writing the script and i came up with the taxidermy and not only is it taxidermy but 
my sick brain was like, well, why don't we mix match? Clayton would totally do that. He would mm-hmm. take, you know, the tail of a skunk and put it on a on a rabbit. Yeah, why not? Like, and just thank goodness for cast because when I realized we were actually going to make this movie, I was like, people are going to judge me. People are going to be like, this girl is yeah. sick. She is twisted. But Cass, my girl, she was Nailed right it. there with me. Yeah. And she Nailed was it. so excited. And I was like, yeah. yes, this is and they, kind of... they really did the add an element and make um, the character who does them all, Clayton, um, his character, you know, is the one who does all the taxidermy. And it really made it feel realistic that like, you know, those Frankenstein pieces together or something he was working on or doing. And then a lot of the bigger pieces that you'll see in the film, um, some of the, you know, the deer head or the fish or the ducks, mm. those came from, uh, I have family friends who duck hunt that had several. Yeah. My, the one of the deer heads has been in my grandparents' garage for 50 years and my grandmother couldn't have been more excited to see it go. I'm, uh, <laughs> Uh, I could. I I took it and you know used it and then brought it. Yeah, it's not going back it, to her house. Went right? to bring it back and she's like, "You hang on to that." And it is now in my child's nursery, which is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so, Even our DP, our DP Travis, incredible. Travis's dad's friend. Like I, when we say this is a family made yeah. movie, like we are not kidding. Travis's dad's friend and his dad gathered little critters that they would just see on a road and just like gave them to us in a freezer. So we're, we didn't make this movie in Los Angeles. We filmed it in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And just to think of all the dead animals in freezers that made that five hour drive up with us to film is just <laughs> so, <laughs> so wow. funny. No, and amazing. I, and it's, it's just a trip when you think about the, those like funny little moments. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, I really did like, well, good. I'm glad you answered. It was Northern California because it's a beautiful location that y'all filmed yes. at. And, yes. uh, you know, between the, the beautiful location and how you're describing, you know, the energy on set. It, I mean, people, people, I've heard people say that sometimes these indie films can feel like a summer camp. I hope that was the case. Um, you know, like it, you know, it looked like that. What was interested though, what was it like <laughs> working with two brothers? Like what, what is that? Did that, I mean, obviously you've known them for a while, but now you're on set working in a, a different capacity with them. Um, was it exactly what you thought it was going to be? Or was there some sort of weird <laughs> synergy there that uh, that happened? Brendan, do you want to take it? Because Brendan, Brendan has worked with, this was my first time really working with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and But Brendan's worked with him more. But this, I guess, would kind of be your first time really working with Adam then too, right? Kind of working like on a big professional level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. so I've known the new Czech brothers since I was mm, seven. I think I was, uh, <laughs> I was friends, uh, best friends with their youngest brother. Um, mm-hmm. Louis, we like met in first grade and Louis had two cool older brothers and I had two menace little brothers. So Louis always wanted to come to my house, play action figures and swords with the little brothers. And I always wanted to go to his house and watch, just watch his teenage brothers shoot, you know, home movies in the yard. Like that was what I was like, you know, just because it's not what I had. And I was like, this is so cool. I don't have a big brother. This is so awesome. You know, flash forward years later, um, when I moved down to Los Angeles, um, and reaching out to people that I knew to try to, you know, get a foot in the door and find, figure out what I was, you know, what my place was going to be in this industry. Um, Kyle had already established himself working on workaholics as a director, producer, creator, and everything. Adam had actually worked on it a little bit as well. Um, and that last season, uh, which was 2016, um, I got on as Kyle's like full-time assistant, um, for that last season of workaholics. And then we went off and worked together. I, me as his assistant for like three and a half years, 
pretty much till just before the pandemic. Um, n- not that that had any timing to do with it. It just it happened to be what it was. But we went from workaholics and working on um, a big Netflix movie called Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler and his team, which was awesome. Um, the, him and the workaholics guys made Game Over Man in that time. Um, really forming, you know, a very professional working relationship as well as friends because we did have that history together. Um, and then Adam and I have always been more closely related in like our hobbies and stuff. We do a lot of the same things. So we have that relationship, um, working with both of them together on set, they function so well together, which is Mm -hmm. probably something you don't experience a lot with brothers. Like you, you think there'd be some things you argue about and they're never arguing. They're challenging each other. Like, Mm. not not in the sense of like this is better you're better da, da. it's like well wait let's take a step back what are we doing here like what mm. what's the you know they they are covering each other's backs at all times and kyle who's been you know a director for most of his you know and producer like him mm. stepping back out of this and just being a producer on this and being on set and mm-hmm. th- using that value and letting adam have his directorial debut yeah was was a huge opportunity for both of them to get to do yeah. it not only working together but them in these roles so really for the most part it was just exciting like two yeah. people that i've yeah. known for so long and worked for as a much lower level employee i would say getting now the opportunity that we always talked about while i was working for him you know yeah. like hey one day i hope you are acting or i hope and like to get for these guys to get to do the my big first role and i'm sure holly feels the same way that first big thing is with these guys that we've known like not only was it like a comfort thing to have them around, but I'm so excited that I'm so excited. They're my first, right? Like that's yeah. kind of the feeling <laughs> yeah. that you get. Yeah, like special. Yeah. it would have been great. It would have been fine anywhere, but like it felt, it was a little, it's I'm never going to forget my weeks. Yeah. It's like, it's that yeah. it has that feeling and it was so cool to have both of them. And they were so motivating of this crew and this cast because they knew you, they were probably too, if certainly Kyle, the most experienced people on set in the industry, mm-hmm. the longest. So they yeah. kind of took on these, you know, the, what they've been, those, these big brother roles where it was like, Hey, what, how can we help you guys also succeed at your job? Because this is for everybody. We're all doing yeah. this. We're all going there together. Let's go. Yeah. It was the and best. I, I, I think too, I was, I was going to say, I think Kyle really was there if Adam needed him, but I think Kyle really, took a step back in the producer role and just let Adam shine mm. as the director, which was so cool to see. And also to just to give you a taste of like who Kyle and Adam are. So our our 20 person crew was scattered in like this little neighborhood village. And um, so multiple cabins were being used. And there was one cabin in particular, which is the one that we stay in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just throughout the day, people are making cups of coffee and all of these kinds of things and making a mess. But at the end of the day, too, it was also where some of the crew members were actually staying and sleeping and trying to rest at night after working their butts off all day. Um, <clears throat> cut to Kyle and Adam, who are hand washing all of the mugs, all of the dishes that the cast and the crew have been using all day long so that the kitchen space is clean for the people who are staying there. Like, that's who they are. These yeah. are the people who, who will give you, <clears throat> give you the chance and the opportunity, and they're not above anybody else mm-hmm. either. You know, and it, like they are just filled with such 
support and they were there to support each other. They were there to support the cast, the crew, anybody who who was involved. So they've just been amazing and I'm forever in debt to both of them, which is mm-hmm. great for them, bad yeah. for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I figured, you know, I figured they're off probably talking on, on some other podcast or uh, uh, blog. So I wanted to make sure I got the real tea uh, about the brothers and I'm <laughs> bummed that there's no all edited to talk about them brawling or something you know like real real jerk. oh yeah 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 we'll, um, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk to you about really that later manipulate your <laughs> nice, the most the nicest things you said I'll manipulate uh, I'm just kidding that's that's Perfect. really fantastic to hear uh, again I mean I kind of keep saying this but you just you, you hear all these stories and sometimes you don't hear any stories right sometimes a movie drops and you don't have the opportunity or the chance or nobody talks about it nobody wants to talk about their experience everybody just wants it to exist and go away right sure. and to mm-hmm. have something um so close happen with such a tight-knit group with friends old and new uh to have it out there uh it's just so exciting uh for y'all um I- i'm really excited yeah. to uh to have more people discover this uh to have more people discover you both as you continue to go on uh write more act more uh do more um so uh Hopefully. thank you yeah the fingers oh, that's, are crossed that's the whole plan. That's, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, the big. Um, that's the dream any anything that you guys wanted to to say or talk about uh before we wrap up um you know i'll let people know where you can uh, say the thing that you'd like and then you can let people know where they can find you and then i'll uh, let people know where they can see the movie and uh and we'll go from there so anything else you, y'all want to add um any antidotes any uh, t- favorite taxidermy um you know <laughs> oh man I couldn't even choose between the taxidermy, but if I had to choose, I would say maybe the, um, the, oh, no, see, now I'm tied between two. I think, the, <laughs> I think the big white, I think the big white rabbit one, cause he had a little like cast made him like a little like backpack with like bow and arrows. I mean, he got accessorized. Like yeah. who does that? Yeah. Who does that? cast does and she's amazing that one is hands down my favorite but i think i just ultimately want to say that this has truly been a dream Mm -hmm. come true and i can't believe it's finally going to be out there for people to see and um it's it's really just a story about survival Mm -hmm. and um and and i i i love Liv. i really wanted her to be a smart character Mm -hmm. i really tried to make her smart but grounded and real i didn't want her to be this like you know done up dolled up kind Mm -hmm. of girl i just wanted her to to be real and to feel like a girl who was going through it my god that poor girl she needs a break um (laughs) and 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 this was not the break this was apparently not the break that we all expected uh it to be um no her her next break is probably to like the mental ward because she (laughs) she needs she needs a vacation and nobody around her except for except for her dog um Mm. but yeah i just this is so cool that this is coming out and forever grateful i have the opportunity and um i hope people enjoy it i hope they love it yeah you made the comparison earlier to like you know people often say said you know like summer camp and i very much connect with that and feel like this is what it was like we've been talking this whole time about how awesome the crew was the cast was the you know filming the experience everything the director the producer how we're talking about how wonderful everything was and i think we hold on to that because the story we're telling isn't so bright all the time like so the experience like that was kind of the balance while we were there like you know we'd say action and it's 
not this wonderful moment that we're doing. So then as soon as we're out of it and it's cut, you everybody felt safe to be like, okay, whoa, deep breath. Okay. Like we, there was a lot of that, like a lot yeah. of gearing up that some of the characters have to do for some of the scenes that you'll see. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of like, let me go take a quick walk in the woods and like get into this space. Cause everything I'm experiencing outside of the, the acting is very pleasant and very wonderful. So it was, yeah. it, it, while it acted as a great escape and a great come down for a lot of stuff, it, it would all, it, it then, you know, it gave you that balance of having to like jump into it every day and, you know, every take and as we move scenes and move through everything. So mm-hmm. I think look, having that balance of looking back on like, you know, the product and what we did is scary and thriller and I hope everybody loves it. But the experience I had doing it is an, in, you know, in its entirety was really wonderful and really, yeah. really great. And I, I, that's how you got to make movies. Like for the new check brothers who have done huge budget, you know, massive stuff. This is what like both of them at the end were like, we miss this. Like, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. This is why we came down here. It's stuff with our friends that we look, that we're just as proud of as some of these massive jobs we've, uh, you know, taken in the past. This was a really cool experience for everyone involved, I think. And, yeah. and my, and my last tip too, is when you watch, um, Make yourself a nice little spaghetti dinner while you sit, while you sit and watch. You can do that on a budget too. Don't feel like you You need to like, yeah, like you need to spend. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. (laughs) Cost next to nothing. Oh man, my guy, this is this has been. Speaking of pleasant, uh, this has been a total (laughs) joy. Uh, I'm so glad we got to talk about it. So, The Stranger in the Woods is coming out on VOD on February 14th. Uh, It is a gnarly, tense thriller, really tight. Um, really lovely moment, lovely moments. I, for horror fans, they're lovely moments. Uh, let's hey, not. Let's, yeah. When I say lovely, let's, let's people, be honest. The lovely moments are, are of Coda, the dog. The Coda, there's a dog in it. Uh, there's a dog in it. What more do you need? It. Yeah, and don't be scared. The dog. There's a dog in it. You don't need. You don't need to hold that too tight uh, and be scared. I'm not evil, you guys. I'll yeah. leave you with that. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 such it's such a great flick. Uh, really enjoyed watching it. Really enjoyed talking to you guys more about it. And I uh, yeah, we uh, hope people check it out. VOD uh, Valentine's Day. And where can people find you? Where can people? Oh, in, in the movie. I think on Instagram it's um, Stranger in the Woods underscore film. Sorry. I correct. Yeah. Okay. That, no, that's that's correct. And um, you can find me on Instagram at it's Hall's Balls. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm on instagram i as, came up with that years ago <laughs> and i'm on instagram as bbrown1920 which are just favorite numbers you know not my oh. name at all so people are always hunting for it but yeah Great. well my name is is hall small so that's exactly yeah. how you can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you again for joining us on horror movie night and uh all the best and huge success with uh stranger in the woods thanks so much y'all thank thanks for you. having us thank you so much for having us What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. 
Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 